Kicking it with your boy Stoddy and Mojo. Hi, it's Mojo. <laughs> yeah, we live. You kicking it with Stoddy and Mojo. We got a good little show for y'all today. I got a lot to get off my chest. So much to get off my chest. I'm hoping everybody doing good out there. I'm hoping everybody's healthy. Hoping everybody's staying in if you can. Um, yeah, my first topic, I'm gonna get straight into it. I got so much shit on my mind. So, uh, yeah, make sure you follow me on Spotify. Make sure you follow Monica on Spotify, Mojo4L. Follow me on Spotify, Kicking It With Stoddy. Uh, on Anchor, Kicking It With Stoddy, Mojo4L, on Anchor 2. All the platforms, I know what it is. So, I'm going to get right in it. Last night, I was watching clips on YouTube about the 60 days in. And so, Monica was saying that she really didn't know a little bit. She don't really know about it. So, for those who don't know about it, 60 Days In is a, a, a TV show on A&E, reality TV show, where they got they got participants that go undercover, quote unquote, uh, snitching, undercover in the jails to start, you know what I'm saying, see what they can uncover, see if they can help the jail out or where they can improve at. But usually every single season that you watch it, the participants end up usually getting more too much involved. You feel me? They start buying shanks and you know what I'm saying? Start they just they be on one. These is these is just regular citizens, you feel me? And so I was watching, I was watching 60 Days In, and it's been a minute since I watched it. I was watching the clip, and it was this dude. Y'all can make y'all can watch this clip on uh on YouTube, but it was I watched a scene called uh it was about the pod boss. It was Tony. It was Tony and this dude named Champagne. Now I ain't watched the show in a minute, so all I seen was Pod Boss, Tony, Tony versus Champagne. So when I pushed the clip. I'm thinking that Tony, he was such, he was, the motherfucker act, he was talking, breathing, shitting, pissing like a whole inmate. I didn't even know he was an undercover correctional officer going undercover in the jail. He was buying shanks. He was threatening to stab motherfuckers, ready to beat a motherfucker up. He was punking everybody in there. And I was just shocked, like, what the fuck? Like, it was, it was really crazy, man. It, it was just crazy. But I watch all, I watched that and I say all that to say, I feel like America's really fucked up and I'm watching a reality show. You seeing fights, you seeing people stab people, you seeing people do all type of illegal shit on camera and it's entertainment. You hear me? It's just literally entertaining. Yeah, yeah, it's entertainment, but it's really real life, right? And y'all want to know what happens when shit's going on in jail. When you when you gotta fight somebody or got a problem with somebody in jail, the only way to handle it is fighting. And the COs. Are here for it, you know. They want to fight too, so they they let they let the shit happen. You seeing people beating the fuck out of people, you hear me? It's real life out there, you know. It's all about territory and respect. You feel me? It's just it's just a whole different world in jail, and I think it's I think it's crazy that that America is entertained. You know what I'm saying? When I was little, I used to watch Lock Up as a you know youngin, just watching it. You know, it was you know that was my first time seeing that reality show. But then my mom was like, "Why are you watching?" I'm sick of seeing my black folks in cages. So that made me kind of stop watching shit like that. You feel me, Monica? What you think? Right. Well, you know, I have um, a history of um, my husband's been in prison. And I don't watch I don't watch jail shows. I don't watch prison shows. I don't watch prison movies. Because I don't even want to think about the fact that the things that are portrayed my husband may have gone through or you know for anybody out there who's listening that your loved one may have gone through or had to live through to get to freedom yeah so um i think it's 
I, and I haven't, of course, watched this show, but just from hearing what you're just telling me, I mean, I think it's disgusting. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, because it, it's a reality that these people who do go to prison, um, they have to live with that mental torture every single day, all day long. Right. And the fact that these people who are um, indeed uh, victimizing them, they're living with their victim, victimizer, or they're living with the, you know, the perpetrator yeah. every day. So yeah. they're being victimized every single day. And to think that somebody has to go through that, um, and, and for the people who work at the prison field, for them to, um, you know, they, they're just regular people too, regular yeah. regular guys. They're just trying to kill, go to work to get a paycheck. You know, they don't want to deal with that. Barbara, you know, it's barbaric in there. Um, they don't want to get involved with that because they, they want to make it home too. So, um, so you know, they will, of course, look the other look the other way. Uh, they got a little thug in them, a little, you know, street in them. They might participate in bringing in drugs and, you know. All that but, shit. Oh, letting them fight, yeah, sneak, giving they, them cigarettes, them all type of shit. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, all of that's going on, true indeed, and I'm sure it's going on to the 10th degree, because what you see on TV is, in fact, TV. Right. And I'm sure it's, you know. Even worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's even worse when you have to go through it every day. I mean, Chris told me, he called, he called me up and on the phone with me many days when he had a black eye, but he, he you know, he'd been fighting and you know, I, I never knew it because he never talked about it. Or it's been times when I went to visit him, and, and when I get there, he hugged me in a way. And, and I, and I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but one time I went and he hugged me in a way. Where I was like, what, "What's wrong with him? What, you know, why?" To me, he felt like it was the last you know, time. Like he was being very vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. He was very vulnerable at that time. And I thought, and to me, it felt weird. And then I had to think about it. I was like, this guy is here every day with these people, not getting any kind of love, you know, love and affection or, you know, some solitude. And so when you do go visit your, your loved ones, that's a moment to kind of breathe, kind of be able to sit back and relax. Right. And let go and let, you know. So I, you know, I felt bad for feeling that way when when I first experienced it, but afterwards I understood and could reciprocate what I what I knew he needed at the time. So right. anyway, yeah. Hold on. If you just uh, I see somebody just uh, jumping in the chat. People jumping in the chat. If you uh, okay. just if you just listening in, we were talking about the uh, the TV show on A and E called Sixty Days In, and how barbaric it is just to watch it as a reality show. How how America is. Is, is entertained by that. So if you just if you just if you just jumping in, we talking about that. But you know, I was even more shocked. Like, I mean, why why you? I mean, <laughs> for you to be in jail, right, right, Mojo. For you to be in jail, you know, never being in jail, like just like these participants, quote unquote, when they go in there, they never been in jail. Some of them have or whatever. But it was it, it's it's shocking that since I ain't never been in jail in my life, and it's shocking it's shocking to see because. You gotta if you if you wasn't a fighter, you are now. You feel me? If you ain't never thought about doing harm to another person, you thinking about it now. You really like, bruh. It, it ain't it ain't no it ain't no uh you can't be punked. You can't let nobody punk you in there. It's just it's just a whole different world. So when you get out of jail, how did you expect for that person? 
to cope with life when you've been living for years in survival mode, fighting every day. You feel me? How the fuck are you supposed yeah. to adjust when you get out of here with the crooked police in jail? The crooked, everyone that's in authority is crooked and corrupt. And you know what's in, you know what what's going on in jail is is kind of matching what's going on in the real world. We got all the crooked police. So why you why why is America so shocked when that black man say I don't trust the police? But when I was in jail and I was supposed to just be doing my time, you got police orchestrating all type of bullshit. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's just really sick to me. And like you said, it's disgusting to watch it uh, on TV like that. It's, it's just it was it was yeah. it's shocking, man. It's shocking. So if anybody yeah. uh anybody got time, go ahead and check that out on YouTube. And y'all tell me what y'all think about that. Tell me how you feel about 60 Days In exploiting black imprisonment. You hear me? Because there's always these black folks. But one of the episodes was kind of interesting, though. I hate to make you know I don't, I don't really hate to make fun. It was funny. You know what I'm saying? Black folks know how to survive. You hear me? We know how to survive and we know how to protect ourselves. So of course you know that it's all about loyalty and jail, all about all about that. So one of the inmates was black and the other inmate was white. White dude had a problem with the third inmate that was black. So he telling the dude, hey man, I don't like him. I'm about to whoop his ass. So when he started trying to, when the white dude tried to fight the black dude and the black dude whooped his ass, he said, well, I'm mad that Tony didn't help me. I'm like, what? Like, I just think it's crazy that you can make you can make an enemy when you ain't even involved in some shit. If you start some shit in jail, that's your beef, bro. That ain't nobody beef. No one's supposed yeah. to come and help you. It was a fair fight, one-on-one fight. White dude want to smoke. Yeah, but when he started losing, he got mad at the dude was watching. He said, what I'm going to jump in for? You started some shit. You wrote a check you couldn't cash. You got your ass whooped, and now you mad? And now you're talking about some loyalty? Bro, if you don't get your punk ass out of my face. Look, look, I couldn't live like that, Monica. I couldn't live in survival mode 24-7. So my brother, you know what I'm saying, when you when you told that story about your husband, my brother, you know what I'm saying, you know, when he started going to jail, he had called from jail. He's like, man, I just got into a fight with some dude in the Shires. I said, well, where was the, you know, my first question was, where was the police at? Where was the COs? He said, they was at the door watching. I said, no shit. You know what I'm saying? I uh, appreciate everybody coming into this chat. If you're just talking, uh, if you're just coming in, we're talking about 60 days in and the bullshit that goes on inside. But yeah, my brother, you know what I'm saying? Uh, he was just sitting down telling me just some of the things he had to go through fighting for soap. Oh, uh, how you doing, Yazzy? Yaz, yeah. I, we were just watching this show. She said she watches. I'm glad you watch. Well, I'm not. Well, I don't know. Well, how do you feel, Yaz, when you when you watch 60 days in and you see them exploiting black folks? Oh, she wants to call in. Okay, cool. Okay. All right, definitely. Come on. I'm about to hit the connect. You are live right now, Yazzy. Yes, you're kicking it with Stadia and Mojo. How you doing? Hi, how are you guys doing? We are doing great. We're doing great. We were just Yeah, we were just having a conversation about uh 60 days in. Uh what's your thoughts yeah. on that? Um so I haven't really watched it recently, but I think that's what, what do you mean by like exploiting like i watched it um when i when i like when i when i watched 60 days in i used to i used to watch lock up when i was little and you know since so you do being entertained you know what I'm saying as a young person watching all that rah-rah stuff going on in jail but then when i started getting older and i started you know my brother going to jail and he, him telling me stories how he had to fight 
fight people and you got the police uh police selling them weed and selling them cigarettes and doing all this mm -hmm. illegal stuff and it was just shocking to me because this is a place where you're supposed to just do your time but you got all this other stuff that you got to deal with you got to fight for survival and in your territory and your in your name and and your skin color like you got all these other issues that you're dealing with and then you go but, but we watching it and we're entertained by it but this is they life I just, you know, I just, you know, it's crazy to me that that America's entertained by stuff like that. That's what I was wondering. Oh, okay. I, I think it's because some of us don't exactly get to, like, I had an older brother that that went to jail, and he never actually told me like any stories that were like, I mean, I mean, I heard, I've heard stories, but um, I mean, I feel like unless you, you know, experience it yourself, that's, I mean, I feel like jail is just one of those things that if you know, you know. You know what I'm saying? And I, I just think that that is, in a sense, this is going to sound, this this may sound kind of crazy, but in a sense, uh, nothing sounds crazy. You know, you know, I mean, that's kind of the life that you, that the path that you chose. Now, Grant, I'm not talking about the people that are in there wrongly and all that. Great. I'm just saying, like, you know, the consequences for selling drugs. You know the consequences for robbing a bank. You know the consequences for doing this and doing that. Like, you know the consequences of it. And unfortunately, you got people in there that don't have nothing to lose, so they want to take over shit and don't give a fuck about nothing. And you're right, got to fight for survival. And I mean, I, I just feel like I don't know if I necessarily feel like it's it's being exploited, so to speak. Um, I don't know if they try to use it as like a deterrent mechanism for like these young kids, but clearly it ain't working. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie to you. I really don't know exactly how I feel, feel about that. I mean, I, like I said, I feel like, you know, you, you do the crime, like, you know, the consequence for it. I like, think I mean, if I did the crime, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know. <laughs> say I get caught doing something I'm not supposed to do. I've never been in jail a day in my life. And when I and when I go to jail, right, I, I'm expecting that I'm gonna go to jail for whatever I did. Like you said, you know what I'm saying? I, you know, you do the time, right. you do the crime, you do you, you do the time. But they don't tell you that you will have to fight for your life, and you really truly might die in there. Somebody might stab you over the color right. of your skin, and the police don't got your best interest. No one's going to protect you. They don't tell you that. They don't tell you. They don't tell you right. that they, that your loved ones is going to spend every dime. You know what I'm saying? I mean, all the other stuff that's going on. And then, you know, it's just like like Khalid Browder. You know what I'm saying? For you going to jail for something so small, but you will be forever changed once you go into that place. Now, I am I'm, I always trip out why somebody would want to go back to some shit like that. But I do know right. that I do know that I wouldn't expect that. And I probably wouldn't make it long. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not used to fighting every day, all day, 24-7, every day. I'm not used to having the people in authority being the enemy. You feel me? That that would trouble me. I get to do the time for the crime, but the, 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 the inner works of the jail and the crookedness of the jail is very, very right. disturbing. And I think that I don't want, I, I don't, I mean, I get what you're saying. They, 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 they might be showing it for it to be a teaching thing, but the shit that I've been seeing and have seen on there it's all about entertainment. You know, we love to see some rah-rah shit. People love to see that fighting and all that right. other stuff. So, you know, they, they know what they're doing, but I just think that it's just it, it just it's the wrong image, and I think it ain't helping black folks at all. It ain't helping us at all, in my opinion. 
I mean, at the end of the day, we got to help ourselves. But I feel like jail isn't made to be a comfortable, relaxing vacation home. Like, they, you know, no, that's the whole supposed to be relaxing, but point. you ain't supposed like, to almost die. I mean, but but you got people in there from different gangs. You got people in there that don't like black people, that don't like white people, don't like Hispanics, don't like, and it's only, you know, they're, the guards are outnumbered by, I don't, I don't know the statistics, but I'm just saying, like, you know, you may have one, two guards for a whole however many hundred inmates or whatever the case may be. Like, and it's like, you know, they can only do so much. Like, and like I said, it's not supposed to be comfortable. Like, you're supposed to be scared to go to jail. Like, think about it. Like, if you knew jail was a place that's like, oh, yeah, somebody there to protect you and everything's good and great, everything's peaceful, and it's just a wonderful place to be. Like, think about the shit that would be going on that's that's already going on in a sense. But it's like, I, I, I mean, if you built for that life. Hold on, Monica. Uh, I don't know. No, no, no I, don't wanna, I don't wanna cut her off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Jazzy. Sorry. No, you're all right. Go ahead. Um, I apologize for that. Um, you're fine. Jail, you, you're correct. Jail should not be a place that someone would want to go to or, or, or think it would be a piece of cake, you know, when they got there. But the whole purpose of jail is to rehabilitate. And in an effort to rehabilitate someone, you're not going to put them somewhere where they're going to come out, you know, two times or five times worse than the person that originally went in there. And that's what, and that's exactly what happens to these people. Because when they go into this hostile environment, they don't come back the same person. Um, they can't. Because they've been living in a, a concentration camp. You know, if, 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 if you could say that. But they've been living in this, this place where they got a hundred men in one cell block. And that's their bedroom, those, you know, their rooms where they share with another person, and then their common area, and then they have their guards that watch over them. But can you imagine that? That's all day long, every day of their lives, you know, until they go out to eat or go out to the place in the yard or whatever, however that goes. So, but that's not a place that's going to rehabilitate people. That's a place where frustrations grow. That's a place where animosities grow. And that's a dangerous, it's just a time bomb, really. Um, so it's not a place of rehabilitation, which is what prison is supposed to be. Um, and I think they are being exploited as, as far as this TV show goes, because it is to serve as entertainment. And just like most of the people that go to prison, um, state prisons, I don't know about federal prisons, but like, they go to state prisons and they work uh, for their state or their county or their city, they work for those people and they get paid cents on a dollar for their labor, so that's slave, slave labor, um, so they're being exploited by the city, town, or county they live in, or and they're also as far as this show goes, being exploited by that network because they are making a profit off of what is going on inside these prisons. Now, we do have to take take into account that it is entertainment, so some of this is amped up for the show. Um, but I've never seen the show, but I can just, you know, imagine with reality TV. But, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I think it's terrible. No, and, and people, 
if you do a crime, of course, you do need to pay restitution for that crime. But um, the crime needs to be, or the punishment, of course, needs to, to match the crime. And I don't Absolutely. think jail for smoking marijuana or dealing marijuana, you go into prison and lose your life because of that. Because of the circumstances that you were thrown into, that that does not fit the crime. So, you know. And can I just butt in for a minute? Can I buddy and uh Yazzie? I just want to say I really appreciate you uh really calling me in. Uh you the first person that yeah. had you the first caller in here that had some serious dialogue with us, and I really appreciate your perspective and I really, really appreciate you calling me in. I just want to throw that out there. Like where are you from, bro? Cincinnati. Cincinnati, the natty. I live I was just in Cincinnati. Uh well. I was in. I was. I went to the uh, the pop. I went to the Papados, and I think that was in spring. Oh, yeah. I went to the Papados. I don't, they always say it's in 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 Cincinnati, but I feel like it's like yeah. fire or something. It was out. But, it's outside of Cincinnati. It's in a suburb. But I, I went there, and I uh, and it was my first time going, and I went right in the in the midst of the Rona, and <laughs> this let's just say I got sick as a dog. I'm, I threw it all up, all the food I ate, I threw up in the parking lot. It was horrible. So Ooh. yeah, I was like, man, I ain't never Thanks. come back. Yeah, that's, a, that's exactly what I wanted to know. Thank you. Yeah, it, I was sick, but I will say that I don't want nobody <laughs> to sue me. But I will say that. I did have an alcohol drink that had sugar in it, and I'm and my stomach don't do well with that, so that may have contributed. But it was a bad experience nonetheless. So, uh, yeah, but I really appreciate you. So, I'm, shout out to the Midwest. I hope you follow us, and I hope you listen to us because this this dialogue was beautiful. I, I, know, I know everyone yeah. that's listening is like, bruh, and I appreciate the other person that's in there. Y'all really just made my day. I was so nervous, but I'm really glad that you called, Miss Yazzie. But uh, yeah, that's sixty days in thing, y'all. And uh, both of y'all had really good points too. That sixty days in, it, it was just shocking to me. So I just I tell you, uh, I know my I know Mojo's not gonna watch it because she ain't gonna watch nothing like that. But I think people should watch it, and I do want I want, I want folks uh, to tell me what they what they think about it. And um, I don't know. Do you uh you want to you got anything to contribute to that topic, Mo, or do you want to? I mean, no. Okay, go ahead. Jay. Go ahead, go ahead, Yazzie. Oh no, I'm sorry. I I mean, I definitely agree that, you know, jail should be a rehab f facility. And I actually did a paper on this very topic, uh, I don't know, maybe last year, about how the justice reform system needs to actually be reformed. And because it's like, you're correct, like some people can be rehabilitated and some people can't. Like I personally don't think that you can go out and rehabilitate uh, somebody that can kill 10 people and stab five cats like you can't be real to rehabilitate something wrong with you like but somebody that's in jail because they sold some drugs smoked some weed whatever the case may be you know some little you know some little whatever whatever type of shit or maybe even like did a bank robbery or some shit like that like i feel like those people need programs to get them on track but when they get out of jail they're literally just standing outside like, all right, there you go. Go on, go on, figure out how you're going to get a job with a felony on your record. Go ahead and right. figure out how you're going to get credit or a car right. or a place to live or Be money honest. or whatever. And it's like, you're going to go back to doing what you were doing to get your money, which you're going to be back in jail. So it's a circle. And it it's is. like, if you're not giving these people exactly. opportunities and resources and programs and 
I'm not saying that yeah. everybody's going to be able to do a turnaround. You know what I'm saying? But there, you can save somebody. And, and it's like, you know, you got to make that, you know, make that, make that effort to reform it. Let's not, it's, it's, obviously, they don't want to reform it for whatever reason. I'm sorry. I'm not all into that political yada, yada, yada. But right, right, right. it's like it's not being reformed yeah. for, because y'all like the circle. Y'all like the statistics of black men, black yeah. women being in jail, Absolutely. yada, 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 because that's news to y'all. Like, that's that's what y'all feed off of. No, you know what I'm saying? No. Y'all love to hear that. Well, not y'all. No, not y'all. No, no. She's saying, and don't forget about the money. There's the You know, the money oh, that's yeah. being made. Yeah. And see, that's, love I didn't even think about the money that was getting made in prison until I seen the Netflix TV show 13. You know what I'm saying? When they was trying to, you know, when they yes. broke it down, how much money people was making just yes. off the phones, just off the of outsourcing of the jobs, you know what I'm saying? Just off of all I saw that stuff. the commissary, you know what I'm saying? I mean, good lord. I mean, they really make I it mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of money in jail. And that's why that's why it will be just like you said, Yazzie, that cycle. Because I know that you know money is the root. So if they say I can make a certain couple of millions with a certain number of people, especially the black folks in jail, let's go ahead and make sure that that is a system. You feel? Let's make sure that I guarantee exactly. that this amount of this amount of people is gonna be in this jail, and you're gonna make this amount of money. It's guaranteed. That, but you know, I just want you know, like what you were saying about these people that kill people, folks killing, you know, the, the pedophiles, child molesters. We do know right. that jails right. do so serve a purpose, but I just want the the whole system of that jail to be automatically all all the way redone. You know what I'm saying? It got. I just think it got to be redone. So, like y'all said, so when that, that that black man, woman, the whites, and all of them, when they come out of jail, they have everything they need. You feel me to make it? Because you know, more more than likely, they go all they go back in. Exactly. Yeah. Think about it too, though. You know, we all have a you know a job of some sort, and it's like you know, if people like, for instance, I work in the medical field, and it's like you know, I mean, I don't want to make I, I don't want this to come across wrong but if like if people stop getting sick which you know is inevitable but if people yeah. stop getting sick I won't have a job if people stop yeah. doing crime these correction officers you know there'd be two correction officers in, in a jail if people stop doing crime and it's like that's obviously we can't have that so we got to keep making sure these black people specifically keep you know we just want to target I'm not going to say target them because I don't want to make it seem like this is a black and white thing, yada, yada, but that's what's being portrayed by the media. And if I didn't know any better, I would think only black people are in jail. Like, we got to make sure that these prisons stay full. We got to make sure these beds right. stay full by these prisons. And we appreciate yeah. Mr. Emilio jumping into the chat uh, in, in the live thing, too. Appreciate everybody. This is probably the best podcast I done did. Y'all got me almost in tears. This is what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? So to starting off, I appreciate I really appreciate it. But, man, you're absolutely right, guys. You know what I'm saying? I work in the medical field as well. You know what I'm saying? So we do know that there, that's being sick is a business. You know what I'm saying? It it's is. Big business. And, you know, just like this coronavirus, I was, I was looking at the article that's saying that it was one of these pharmaceutical companies just bought the virus, the, the vaccine for $1.59 billion. You hear me? They had to make sure that money was right. You feel me? Because we do know that it's all about the money. It's always about the money. It's all about, it's all about that. So, man, this dialogue is beautiful. And Mr. Emilio said, there is no money in the cure. There is no money in the cure. What do you mean, Mr. Emilio? No. 
Mm-hmm. Well, he means that it's money in the uh, in the attempting to cure you. So, yeah, like making sure that you continue to take medicine and stuff like that. That's what the money is. Yeah, he said just in the oh, treatment. Yeah. you. Yeah, the treatment. Thank you. Yeah. Right. You're just the treating the symptoms. You're not treating the actual condition. Exactly. Right. Yes, and you know, <laughs> coming from somebody that's 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 been through it. I hate, I hate. I feel like it's like a secret saying you got the Rona, bro. But I, you know, working where I work at, I knew that it was gonna be a a, a matter of time till it, it hit. You know what I'm saying? And and just 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 know that um, it wasn't no joke. And just know my job was like uh, we ain't fucking with it. You know what I'm saying? You can come back to work whenever you're ready. <clears throat> whenever you don't, whenever you right. feel good. And you know what I'm saying? I, I had to I had to pull teeth. Because they didn't want me to take another test. You know, where I work at, they didn't want me to take another test. And I was like, I really think I should take another test before I go back to work, especially what I do. And they was like, well, if you ain't got no symptoms, then you good. And I was like, well, what kind of logic is that? You feel me? Like, all of it was strange to me. Especially when, when last month, and you know, it was uh, a deadly disease. Right. Last month, it was killing them, killing them, right. killing them coffee. Yeah, it just was weird. And so when I when I told them, I said, "Well, I, I want to go someplace else and get another t- test somewhere else." They said, "You can do that, but we we won't honor it." I'm like, "Well, damn, you know what I'm saying? You know, say so there it goes." So it, it it was it was interesting, but I'm I don't I know one thing. I don't know if I want the vaccine or nothing. I don't want nothing to that, no. nothing that got to do with anything that they're trying to give. You feel me? I don't want no parts, no parts. But you know, like yeah, where I live, like. I'm okay. sorry, I didn't mean to cut no, you off. Please, Where ahead. I live at, like, I have to get the flu shot. Like, and I don't know if this is, I don't know if this is just a state of Ohio thing, I guess, maybe, I don't know, or this area, whatever. But to work in the hospitals and stuff, we have to get the flu shot. So now I'm sitting here like, great, they're going to make us get this raggedy corona shot, and I'm going to be upset because, like, where did it come from? Like, how do you just have this, quote, deadly, deadly disease that's just setting it off, been setting it off for nearly a year now, and all of a sudden we can come up with a vaccine out of the clear blue sky and everything just going to be good and great. Like, oh. Exactly. When it takes years of medical research to get any other vaccine on the way, we got the corona in, in three months. <laughs> it, it, it makes no like, sense. No, like, I don't want that mess. Like, I just literally don't want it. Like, I already don't like getting the flu shot. Like, My bad. I just want to say uh, apologies on Anchor. You're kicking it with your boy, Stoddy. This is part two. Uh, the time ran out on there. Anchor only gave you 30 minutes, and we passed the 30 minutes. I didn't even think we was going to talk that long. I'm loving life right now. But you're kicking it with your boy, Stoddy. Make sure you go follow us on uh, Spotify, Apple. I'm everywhere. Kicking it with Stoddy. Just look for me. But I really appreciate Mr. Emilio. Make sure you hit the follow buddy button. I really love you too, Yazzie. Yazzie, you just you just made my life. You made you made you made it per purpose. And I'm really really loving this dialogue. Uh, but yeah, the the uh, the coronavirus uh, changed everything, and now they're trying to act like it ain't shit. And I don't like it. And then just like you said, uh, Yazzie, I'm scared. I'm scared because I don't want them to try to make me take the vaccine. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want no parts. Like, I don't trust the CDC. I remember when they said you don't need a mask, then you need one. It was, I remember they kept on changing their mind every two, three hours. I wouldn't trust anything. You know what I'm saying? So I'm scared for that. And I don't know where, where some, uh, some of the other listeners is from, but I don't want to be made to be a part 
of the experiments because I heard they were trying to try to do our people in Africa first. You feel me? So, you know, I don't want no parts. But yeah, are you still with me, uh, Mojo? Yeah, okay. All right, Jazz, are you still there? I think I want to I I go, go ahead and move topics, though. Uh, yes, we do appreciate you, though. You know, whenever you got to check out, I feel you. Because, uh, you know, we've just been rambling. But if you're just kicking it in, we uh, we just that was our first topic. It was the 60 days in thing. And we end up going all the way deep, deep in it. So I'm loving life. But uh, my next topic that I wanted to talk about is going completely left. Or do you think I should, like, end it? What you think, Mojo? Okay, see, I was about to skip that was, over that. that. But I'm going to go ahead and I'll touch on that. I will yeah, touch it kinda, on it. It kind of goes together. We do go together. Good. So the mental health thing, my my homeboy Kevin, you know what I'm saying, he goes through, his, goes through his things in his life, and he wanted me to talk about mental health and the trauma that black men go through and how come they don't, they don't go to therapy and uh, why don't they want to go to therapy and talk about their upbringing? So that's something that he wanted to bring to the uh, contribute to the podcast, and he wanted to know our thoughts on it. But uh, well, where is Kevin? At? How are you gonna come up with a topic? Where is Kevin? Well, Kevin was just listening. Homeboy was listening, and and, and he was like, "I got a topic for your podcast." You know, I got and I keep a oh, notebook okay. on deck. So I said, "Well, let me write it down." <laughs> you know, oh, okay. And if I and, and and since we were talking about the sixty days in and all that. It, she right, Mojo right, so we might as well talk about it. But mental health is something that no one likes to talk about in the black community that I know like that. But I am glad that people are starting to be more open with it, especially me, myself. You know what I'm saying? You better talk to somebody because my last right. you know, one, one thing I want to talk about is the black suicide. You know, mental health and black suicide go, you know what I'm saying, go hand in hand, in my opinion. Yeah. You feel me? And, yeah. I, and I feel like if we do talk, talk about it, it will save us. It will save the black generation because you know, they, 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 they call you weak when you want to talk about your feelings and you want to talk about the deep shit. They, you know, they call you weak, but you need to speak on it. You know what I'm saying? You know I, I what I like hmm? I'm sorry, go ahead. I got a bad habit of cutting people off sometimes. I'm sorry. No, nah, I do too. I do it all the time. But, you know, I, I mean, people don't want to talk about their upbringing because it was so hard. Like, you know, I know for me, the stuff that, you know, stuff that black folks go through, you know, some of their kids and stuff and, I was just talking to somebody the other day talking about it. It wasn't easy for me going to school every day because I was so focused on the home life. I felt like I was an adult so young. So, you know, saying when I was in middle school and stuff, I was more focused of on working than school or how my mom was going to pay her bills and shit like that. Like I ain't have no interest in school like that. You know what I'm saying? I had more interest in other stuff. And it was just, you know, and and that wasn't. That wasn't easy because I, you know, I had to grow up. So I just think people don't like to talk about their childhood and and the in the in the fucked up life they live. And Emilio said, "You, uh, you black kids have the highest suicide suicide rates in America." Oh, he said, "Young black kids have the highest suicide rate." Absolutely, and that and that's a shame. You know, what I'm saying, Ugh, man, it's crazy. You know, and, and they always call. I don't, know. I, don't, I don't. I don't know that though. I, uh, <coughs> I mean, who, who checked those numbers? Well, that's what, 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 what Emilio said, the highest rate. That's, this was, I'm just saying that's what he said, Mojo. He said, I have checked the number. I mean, he said he checked the numbers. Okay. I mean, but if it, tell, him, tell him the site, site, site is forced. Where did he get that from? Oh, God, he just bullshit out there. <laughs> Chill, my, Emilio, who told you that? What? Drop a link. <laughs> 
Good God. Well, young suicide. You can't just say you can't just say something as fact like that. And okay, you're saying that true, but yeah, cite your source. Where are you getting these numbers from that you're saying that that's a fact? That's all. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. But. This is a good, this is a good podcast. I love it. But no, nah, I mean, rather it is facts or not, we do know that black folks do be killing themselves a lot. I don't know what rate it is, but I, where I work at, it is a thing. If they don't kill themselves, they show the fuck be trying. You know what I'm saying? And, I, it, and, and the young ones that I see usually do be like the runaways, you know what I'm saying? Mama, mama or daddy in jail, you feel me? Grandma like 70 years old raising these kids, you know what I'm saying? It, you know, saying it'd it be it'd be sad, and they in 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 the streets just you know, send chew them up and spit them out, Lord. You feel me for real? Just chew them up and spit them out. The stories that I done seen and heard is you know you know send it make you make you cry though. You know, saying and, and the black women, the black women out here are just out here just fighting for their life. Nobody protecting. Nobody. You know, what I'm saying it's 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 ugly. But yeah, you know the mental health thing. You know, what I'm saying I I be rambling, but the mental health thing is a is an issue. And like your boy Emilio said, this the suicide the suicide thing is an issue. What do you think about that, Yazzie? Are you still there, Yazzie? Yazzie had to Yeah, my bad. No, I think I think no, Yazzie no, said. I'm here. Oh, okay, she said she's still with us. No, no, no. I was actually trying to check fact those facts. But um anyway. So this is what I think as far as mental health goes. I think it a lot of it, especially for for you know, I, like you said, in the black community, like, you know, talking about mental health is a taboo because they don't think black people can have anything wrong with them. They just quote, unquote, just crazy. And it's he, he, ha, ha. Like, no. But so, like, I have a few things. So, for one, I think that a lot of men don't go and get help as they get older because as a child, they're not allowed to cry. They're not allowed to show emotion. They're not allowed to to have any type of feelings towards anything, especially something, you know, negative, so to speak. It's like, you know, you drop a tear, it's going to be only jumping in that household. And so as they get older, they carry all of that weight from a childhood when they couldn't release it as a normal human being is supposed to through tears, through frustration, through whatever. And they carry that, that all the way up until, you know, whenever, whenever they decide they want to start dating or whatever the case may be, and they're a whole train wreck for somebody else. And it's like, you can't fix, like somebody else, unless you go and get therapy and help and all stuff, like your relationship, like it can't be fixed. It can't fix you. Like that's some, you need some special help. Like you can't show emotion to somebody because you don't know how to show emotion to somebody. Like the way you show emotion to somebody is not quote unquote normal so to speak like if you're numb to a situation that most people will show emotions to like that is not a normal thing but like i said a lot of that stems from growing up in these black households where black males are not allowed to cry like they are punk they soft they are this or that and the third if they cry or show some emotion and that's just not right like i was talking about that on a podcast uh not too long ago and it's like you know um, like my son, he's high fun- high functioning autism, and you know the stories about that. Some people don't believe this, some people believe that. Just then the third, at the end of the day, I'm gonna do what I gotta do for my baby. So, 
you know, he can take care of himself. He can do everything by himself. He just act like he ain't got no sense sometimes. But, um, but it's like my parents, I have old school parents. So, you know, one parent was like, oh, ain't nothing wrong with him. He just, you know, yada, 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 whatever. And then I got one parent that's like, oh, he need a whooping. You know, he don't need to be doing this and that and the third. Now, granted, I had my son young. I was 17. And so, therefore, I'm a 17-year-old in school, and I got two two parents on two totally different pages about a baby that I don't know what's going on with nothing. Like, I don't know what, what, what the problem is. Yeah. And so, that took a toll on me, which caused me to be on a bunch of medications that I later found out I didn't need to be on. I'm on anti-depression, anxiety medicines, uh, this, that, and the third, all because of the household that I reside in. Because once I got out, I was off of everything within like a week. Like I realized it was just the fact it was a situational type of thing. And it was like, my parents still to this day don't realize how like, I can't talk to my parents about certain things because they're just so old school that it's just, it's, I understand it. Like they're old school and they're set in their ways and they don't understand that times have changed with some things. And it's like, so I can't go over and talk to my mom and be like, Hey, I feel like I'm depressed. Yeah. I can't do that. I did that one time with her. One time. I was like, well, I went to the doctor. You know, she put me on some depression medication. And she was like, well, in that case, I should be depressed too because your daddy. Da, 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 da. I, I was just like, God, I was just about to say, my mama did, did, did I swear. I, I told my like, mama. What? I, <laughs> I told my mama, I said, Mom, I had an anxiety attack. She never had talked about anxiety ever. She was like, I think I just had one last week. I said, well, is this shit about you or is it about me? Exactly. And I'm like, I don't want to talk. And then at that moment, I said, I will never talk to you about nothing that I'm feeling or thinking. But then you yeah. got those, you got these kind of situations. And then all of a sudden, the child ended up committing suicide. And nobody knows, like, what's, well, well I don't know. I didn't see the sign. I didn't see, like, yeah, I told right. you, like. I told you what I had going on. Like, I'm not a suicidal person, but I'm just saying, like, there's many stories like this. Yeah. And it's just like, you're my mother. Like, I, I, have a, I have a halfway, my mom and I, we oil and water, you know, whatever, always have been. But I should be able to come to you and tell you what I have going on. Like, and that's one thing I vowed to do with my son. I don't care what you got to come talk to me about. I don't care what it is. Like, you, I want to make sure that you can knock on my door call me, whatever the case may be, and talk to me about how you feeling. If you feel like crying, if some little girl done broke your heart and you want to sit in my bed and cry, whatever, yeah. I don't care. Like, you go ahead. Like, get that emotion out. Like, that is a normal thing. Mojo, got a question? I want to say this. I want to say this. You know, you know, there's a saying, when you know better, you do better. Mm -hmm. And we all, we, we and, and just like you said, yeah, in the beginning, you know, I've we have these issues that we're going through as young adults, you know, but our parents have had these issues as well. And they have unfortunately not had what we have now as far as, you know, with learning how we could, you know, resolve our anxiety or, you know, help solve our problems. They didn't have that. So they didn't have an outlet to go to you know, to release their problems or even talk about their problems. So they don't know how to help us when we come to them and say, "We, you know, I feel like I'm depressed or I feel like I'm, I'm 
But if I she mean, ain't I have that, then how come she ain't? How come if she knew that she if if our parents knew that they didn't have that for themselves, then how come they didn't make sure that we had it? Because they didn't know how to do it. These are lessons that we're learning through trial and error. I mean, they didn't have these these skills. You know, they didn't have this. So they, they had to fight through it, you know, tooth and nail on their own and just get through it, grin and bear it, have heart attacks early, have strokes, die early. You know, that that's the kind of thing that they had to go through. And, and it's just, and we are now at a point where we've learned these terms to be depressed. We've learned the term I have an anxiety attack. They didn't they didn't have that. They just was, you know, you know, she's um what they used to say, you know, going towards um the lost of mind, you know. Yeah. But maybe she was maybe she was depressed, you know. I remember I went to my mother and I told her, you know, just on a personal level, I went to my mother and I told her, you know, my husband is having an affair, you know, I'm I was just cheating on me, you know, and she, my mom was like, you'll be okay, believe him, you know, whatever, whatever. And then years later, she tells me, oh, you know, I used to go through the same kind of thing, you know, with your father. Well, you know, it would have been nice to bond with me when I was going through it. Yeah. And, and say, Monica, I've been there where you're at, and, and you, this is how I overcame it, and you'll be able to overcome it this way as well. But she didn't have that language in her. She didn't know how to bring out that emotion. It's probably something she buried down so deep. Yeah. She didn't want to pull it up to, to relive those emotions that she probably has never really dealt with. So, I mean, you, we have to, and I say this, we have to give our parents some we have to understand that our parents haven't had it as good as me. We don't have, our parents may not have had as good as friends as Adam has been to me so that I can come to him and crown his shoulders when I go through my problems. Maybe they didn't have that. So we we have to give our parents a little, a little something, a little rope. That's all I'm saying. I mean, it, well, I, mean I, I, I feel you. I do. You know, I, you know, I always love her inside and stuff. I guess, and I guess in my case with my mama, <clears throat> I think I just, I done tried so much that, you know, try, you know, my pops too, just be trying to talk to them and trying to get them to understand what you're going through and stuff like that. But it's just so hard. I mean, if I look at it from their perspective, they going through so much bullshit in their own life. How could they possibly, how could they possibly pay attention to my life? Sometimes I'd be, I'd be surprised how the fuck they raised me. You feel me? Cause they be going through so much yeah. bullshit and still going through the bullshit. How the fuck did you even yeah. make it out raising us? You feel me? It, 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 yeah. but. And I feel, and I feel good about, you know, Jasmine saying, you know, she's trying to make sure that she's there for her children. You know, my kids are in their twenties now. So when, when, my daughter Yana, we were walking around the park the other day, and I was like, "Oh, maybe we should get our bikes and come around and walk around the park." My daughter told me, "I don't know how to ride a bike," and I was like, "You don't know how to ride a bike?" She was like, "Did you ever buy me a bike?" And I was like, "Damn, I ain't never bought this girl a bike." <laughs> Damn, you know, you ain't never bought the girl a bike. <laughs> no, we ain't that a bitch? Christmas and shit like that. You know, people get bikes for Christmas and stuff. We don't celebrate Christmas. Y'all celebrate Christmas um, and shit. Yeah. yeah, right, right. But she don't know how to ride a damn bike. She never had a bike. But what about the homegirls in the hood? What about the what about the what about her friends? That's weird. I mean, my kids, my kids don't. I mean, 
they not like my kids not like neighborhood kids when they run outside and play with kids. <laughs> on everything our kids. I don't even know why I said that. They not like outside kids like that. So, Damn though, yeah, but that's you know like she never learned how to ride a bike. So that's and I'm like I missed that part of my child growing up where I could have taught her how to ride a bike and you know why? Because I was growing up. Yep. When I was when I was raising these kids, you know, I had I had a Yana when I was twenty one. I had Samantha when I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. So I was still I was still growing up, and so you know, all these things is. is, is can you imagine the damage I've done to my children? So, oh I mean, man, don't say no shit yeah, like that. Don't say that. I mean, it's the truth. It's the truth. Yeah. I mean, this shit is passed down generation to generation. We just trying to do better, but I'm just. You know, it is what it is. So, anyway, yes, I say that to say that, to say this to you, that, you know, I'm glad that you have a a young child that you can, that you are so insightful now to where you don't miss these type of things or those, you know, small moments or they grow up so fast. You turn around and, you you know, your baby's 18 years old and don't want you around anymore. So, please, you know, take, take as much time and, you know, be a, a great parent to your child. That's all I like. <laughs> well, Jazz well, kids might be. Well, how old she say her kids was? Are, are you still there, Jazz? Jazz might have laid down, but no, we love Jazz. No, I didn't. No, nah, I mean, you saying I laid down. <laughs> no, y'all keep putting a S at the end of that. Kids, no, I have one fourteen-year-old boy. That's all I have. Oh, okay, my bad. My bad. How old is he? Fourteen. Yeah, I'm ready when I'm. Yeah, so 14? she. He's fourteen. Oh. Thank yeah, God, yeah. you know, saying thank God he got a mom's like yes, cause yes is woke. You know, she's smart. You feel me? She's smart with it. She she making sure. Oh, yeah. She making sure that and, and you know to me, you know, saying all you can do to me is strap your child with all the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? They can. You know what I'm saying? Whichever path they take. You know what I'm saying? You know, me and my brother, my older brother. Uh, we, you know, they always say we day and night, but you know, saying we was we grew up somewhat the same, but you know, then the damn, what's going on? What's going on with your phone? That's not my phone. Oh, okay. Anyway, we was growing up so fast, and then you know, sometimes they break apart. But I know that my mom and my daddy are the are the hardest working folks and know how to survive out here. And they taught, they gave us all the tools out here to survive. And I thank God every day that I had, I do got a mama like I did, even though. She, you know, she is she, she, she interesting. You know, saying my mama, you know, she's so smart. You know, saying she's so smart and her methods and the way her way of living and and maneuvering is just so smart to me. You know, saying I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that. You know, saying because I could be I could be deep, knee deep in some bullshit, but I just thank God for just the methods my mama teach me. Just you know, so I don't know if I was even telling uh, Mojo. My mama always taught me you and me. You know, three different type of people: the sly, the slick, and the wicked. You know what I'm saying? And she used to say that all the time to us. <clears throat> and 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 she would break down the type of people that you would be seeing out here in the world. And I'd have seen every last one of them. You hear me? And 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 in all different forms and all different characters. I like I think just like my mama and my older brother do too. You know what I'm saying? And he think a little bit too much like my mama, because nobody can tell my mama shit. Absolutely nothing. And you know we both like that. We are gonna do whatever we want, and it's you know at the end of the day, it's definitely fuck you. We you know respectfully, you feel me? But we definitely gonna do whatever we want. And my mama's just like that. But I do, and my daddy, you know, what I'm saying he just complete opposite of my mama. You know, he you know he barely cusses, he quiet, but.
but he work his ass off. All he do is work and take care of his kids. And, you know, I got that perfect mixture, you know, so I'm going to work my ass off. I'm all about, I'm always going to get to my money, you know what I'm saying? But I just wish that, like my brother, my brother used to say that he would he would have been a, a ball player if his daddy would just came to the to the practice game and took him to the practice games. But my daddy used to always get your hair cut and your clothes and stuff ready for the event. But after that, he got to go. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, I, I understood that. But my brother didn't. You know what I'm saying? He was mad. You know what I'm saying? He blamed, he, he blamed my daddy because my daddy was always at work, always getting that money. But he always wanted to impress my daddy. You know what I'm saying? He was doing the football, the basketball, all that shit. For my daddy, you feel me? But my daddy was rooting for him, but he just couldn't be there. You feel me? He was at work. You know what I'm saying? When it was time for the pictures, you know what I'm saying? He can get our hair. You know, that shit. He'll, he'll drop us off to the motherfucking school. You feel me? But, bro, I got to go to work. Graduation. I'll get your hair cut, but you already know where I'm going. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, you know, since the, you you would think that it don't affect nobody, but it do. You know what I'm saying? For real. So, my bad, y'all. You know, this this podcast is the best. I love everybody, bro. Y'all, y'all rocking me. Y'all rocking me good tonight. I love it. Uh, yeah, we appreciate everybody uh, in here. You kicking it with Stotty. If you just listening, you kicking it with Stotty and Mojo tonight. Make sure you go follow me on Spotify. Make sure you go listen to me on Podbean, kicking it with Spotify. I'm on Anchor, kicking it with Spotify. Mojo on Anchor, kicking it with Spotify. I mean, kicking it with. She, uh, where you at, Mojo? Shit. I'm on I'm at Mojo4L on all social media platforms. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you go over there and follow Mojo because you know what I'm saying. Y'all can really have some good dialogue on and you know her pod, you know her podcast is popping. So go on over there and support your girl. We all about support. Emilio really Oh, what the hell was that? I don't even know what that was. Oh uh, but, no. I think it was my phone. Sorry. Emilio, he did uh post that link. Uh, Monica, so I'm, I, I copied it for you. <laughs> Just oh, great, you feel great. me? He posted that uh, link. He thank said, you, "Yeah, we, you know, Monica. You know, she said she wanted to make sure we get the facts." But this was beautiful, y'all. But we're gonna go ahead and uh, wrap this up. Make sure y'all come back and listen to us on Sunday. Uh, we'll be back in here on Sunday, same time, around ten, ten thirty. You know, what I'm saying, depending on you know when I get done getting getting to the money. But uh, we really want to give a shout out to Yazzie. We really hope she come back and uh, and, and kick it with us. But, you know, that's what it's all about. We, we appreciate everybody on there. And uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, shut it down. We love you, Yazzie, though. This was about you. Yazzie, you just made this podcast pop. And for that, I thank you. You so are welcome. Have a great night. Y'all have a good night, too. Over and out. Love and light. Oh, y'all. wait a minute. Wait, Do you wait, guys what, have what, Instagrams? What, my Instagram, Instagram is my Instagram. My, my Instagram, y'all can get, you know, so you can follow me, big homie Stotty. Um, oh, you, know you want to drop that in the comments. You want to drop that in the comments. I'm going to drop it in the comments, me. but I just know that everybody that be trying to follow me be on some weird shit. And I haven't, I haven't made that the podcast page yet. So that's still my life. You feel me? So just, oh. you know, y'all just make sure y'all take it easy. But I don't mind dropping it though. I ain't got really too much shit to hide. Too much. You know what I mean? But, yeah, y'all can go ahead and follow me, uh, Big Homie Stoddy. Mojo, she on uh, Instagram, uh, Big Homie Stoddy. And, uh, yeah, we love y'all, man. Love life. And uh, I'm about to go to bed because it's time to get back to the money tomorrow. And I hope everybody else doing this thing, doing the same. So good night, y'all. Bye. Peace.